You are listening to Making Bank, where we uncover the mindset and success strategies of the top 1% so you can amplify your life and your business. Welcome to Making Bank. I am Josh Felber, where we uncover the mindset and the success strategies of the top 1% so you can amplify your life and your business today. Super honored and excited for today's guest. JT Fox is a global entrepreneur and investor doing business in 54 countries and has clients in 104 in everything from real estate, marketing, internet, technology, crypto, and NFTs. Additionally, he runs a private equity firm as well as his yearly event, Mega Success, has attracted A-listers and billionaires from all over the world. Top names like Sylvester Stallone, Al Pacino, Mark Wahlberg, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Michael Douglas, Jack Nicholas, Michael Irving, 50 Cent, Russell Peters, Jillian Michaels, Michael Eisner, Charlie Sheen, Brooke Shields, and many, many more have all attended Mega Success. JT Fox has also created a global network called The Founders. He has appeared on many magazine covers and television programs. He is also widely recognized as the world's number one wealth and business coach. JT Fox has been described by Apple co-founder Steve Wozniak as the closest thing to Steve Jobs he has ever met. Although that's a great compliment in JT's eyes, no one will ever come close to one of his biggest inspirations to success. So super excited to welcome JT Fox to Making Bank. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. That intro was long. I just got <laughs> to go to the bathroom and then come back. I mean, like, he's still talking about me. Still talking about me. Still talking about me. I know. When I put those together, man, I just try to throw it all in there. <laughs> yeah. So. No, nah, your team was good I, and got I, everything. I never go over intros. I'll be like, this guy's amazing. Josh, he's the real deal. It's fantastic. Is what it does. I never read the bios. It's just so boring. Yeah. yeah no, what, what's cool is we cut the video. We'll cut your video clip in of the intro and drop it in. That's just for the no, audio. No, I, was just, I was just saying general. I, I gave up. It was kind of, <laughs> I gave up introing and be like, this is what it is. And hopefully you like it. There you go. Well, you had you had a radio show and everything too, way yeah, back before podcasting even was a thing. Here, ninety-seven point three, the buzz here. We're not going to intro anybody because it's so boring. We have a seven-minute segment. We just spent three on a uh, intro, and then <laughs> yeah. uh, then saying how are you, and then that's another minute, and then to be like, so what do you want to say, and then another minute to promote, and then I ask one question. So <laughs> yeah, so you kind of cut it down real quick. Yeah. Awesome. Well, so tell me a little bit about, um, we'll dive into your background here in a minute, but uh, with all the craziness in the world, like, where are you today? Like, what's kept you focused, successful, and moving forward? I mean, just like, you know, every entrepreneur that's successful, it's about the game, the next deal, the next opportunity. And uh, there's two types of entrepreneurs, right? There's basically when the pandemic happened, you know, there are people who went out and binged on Netflix and it's going to get better. It's going to reopen. And then yep. entrepreneurs, they start fine tuning their cars, right? Whether it was NFTs or whether it's their crypto or, or their businesses and they were working on the cars and people were just sitting on the couch and be like, oh, you know what I mean? It's going to over. And then when the gates open and depends where you are, got into the car going, and then other people, they, uh, they, they, they lost their momentum because they got their stimulus checks or whatever it is. And they lost the hunger, which is part of the problem now. Is if you think about it, you're like one of the, you know, the, the one of the worst things that happened in our lives, at least, other than 9-11. Sure. All of a sudden, <laughs> you know, crypto all-time high, stock market all-time, real estate all-time high. If you didn't make money in the last two years, you were living on another planet. 
uh, and even people should make money made money because they got stimulus check and people <laughs> took bailout money that they shouldn't have had. And so it's created a, a giant bubble where I think the unrealistic, the world is kind of like Instagram now where everybody's a multimillionaire, everybody's a millionaire, everybody's successful. Yeah. And, um, and also, so I'm looking forward to it. I mean, the markets are showing signs of, of things receding now. And there's a lot of uh, uncertainty now, which uh, thank God. So we, we can start. And there's a lot of successful people like me that had a lot of cash on the sideline. And people say cash is trash. No, people say that they want you to invest in their funds where you make 4% and your money's locked up for 10 years. And somehow I'm supposed to thank you for giving me 4% because the bank has given me 0.01%, which comes to my point is a lot of people may be watching the show. You're good at making money, but you're not good at growing wealth. So we work hard, we take this money and then we give it to somebody else who makes less money than us, or we give it to some fun or we give it to some people and then we're thankful on that. Well, if you made a lot of money and you're good at what you do, we need to learn how to grow our wealth, right? So making income will make you rich, but you know, growing your money will make you wealthy. And a lot of people don't do that. And I think part of it too is because people get comfortable, people are too trusting or too skeptical and um, that's how people get burnt. And then sometimes people with the money they make, they end up losing it because they they didn't put the same care and attention in growing their business. And so this is something is you got to learn how to make it. You got to learn how to grow it. And then you got to learn how to keep it. Those are three things, fundamentals of wealth. No, and that, that's awesome. I mean, we have a lot of entrepreneurs that do watch the show, like you said. And I mean, they're good at generating it, you know, as an entrepreneur, you're, you know, you're building your business. Maybe, you know, it's your dream, your passion, whatever you're doing. But then you're always, you're, you're never getting above. And as you mentioned, growing your wealth, what, like, can you kind of define that a little bit more? And then what do you see as growing your wealth? Well, for example, growing wealth is, okay, so I made a million dollars, let's say, and now I need to invest that a million dollars. What am I going to make? Right. Last year, I averaged 41.3% return, cash on cash, money back, not equity. Like when I calculate my net worth, I don't calculate as there's paper net worth and then there's real net worth. And right. so let's say I have a million dollars, right? And the piece of property is worth 2 million, right? So I have a million dollars, right? Most people are like, well, uh, I, I, they add a million dollars. Well, you're not factoring it. Are you actually going to get that price? Are you taking costs? Are you taking taxes out? So that is not your net worth as well. And so I, there's something called actual net worth versus paper net worth. And a lot of people actually are more like, you know, there's a lot of millionaires who can't write a $30,000 check. So yeah. let's put, so it's called $30,000 millionaires. So um, and, and I think there's been so much pressure in society to basically showcase cars and jets and planes and, and uh, Lamborghinis and it's called lifestyle marketing. I don't subscribe to that. I have a lot of that stuff and I don't show it because I don't think it's important. I think it's important about what have you done for your clients, right? If you take care of your clients, your clients will take care of your success, your profits, your bank account. Anybody can make money for a couple, two, three years, right? But are you going to have long-term sustainability in the market? It's a long-term game and people don't understand that. And so... I guess for you or what have you done or where should people be focused on growing their wealth? Because like you said, you have a fund manager, you might have a guy that has a real estate and you're like, oh, hey, you know, we'll get you four to 8% and, you know, all right, cool, here, here's 100,000 or here's 500,000, you know? Yeah, where I mean, first of all, I think people need to, to like earn as much as possible and reinvest in themselves first and foremost, right? right? And the second thing is I would invest alongside of people who know, but as a partner, mm. like, hey, I'm gonna do a deal you do the work, my money will put in there. We will be partners, right? Not putting some money in some fund where you're going to make your money's tied up for 10 years and 4%. Even I, who has a very successful private equity, I recommend people like 
you know, I'd rather do it that way than put my money into my private equity. But if my private equity has done so well because connection, but their money's still tied up for five years, right? Sure. Even though we turn the money a lot. And I've come to realize that that there's some people just and, and I guess there's some people that just have to like a set it and forget it. But we're mm. entrepreneurs. And so you know, I, I'd be a competitive, like how much returns can you really make? Like, what do you, like, what can we do? Can, and it's always about the deal. And can I maximize it? Um, you know, I'd be embarrassed if my money only made six to 8% or 10% or even 12%, even though those numbers are really good. You know, I tried a bunch of brokers last year, just compared to what I did. The highest one did 11, the lowest one did four. And it was a hot market, right? Because they, no, yeah. they're guessing, they're guessing, they're taking a report for somebody else. And by the way, all three of them were making less money than me. So, um, but I did it as a test just to see. And I, I don't think anyone's going to out earn you. And I think as an entrepreneur, you know, it's hard to know everything, but you can. And so it's about mastering the craft. And, and that's how I really grew my wealth substantially. I made a lot of money. I make a lot of money. I have a lot of companies and I know how to make a lot of it. But I'm also just equally as good as growing it into wealth. So I can make it. You know, I mean, I just got off the phone call right before you with a billionaire. And we were talking about a new business that, you know, it's, on one hand, it's a, a physical platform. And then another one was taking to the tech and we're coming up with ideas and talk about valuations and monetizations and all these things. And it's kind of exciting. And so I'm kind of on stage now that, uh, you know, we all have little rabbits and elephants. The rabbits is what keeps you fed is the income. Elephants are the big deals where you have the big wealth and the big opportunities. The problem is a lot of people go look for elephants and after three days, they don't find it or after three months or three years. And so you waste a lot of time and then you'll go hungry. And then there are people their whole life, they work on these little rabbits and, and they never make that big income because they're playing too small. So I think first people need to have rabbits, feed themselves, and then they can go out there and find elephants. But knowing if they don't find the elephants, they're still going to eat. But eventually you have to go for the elephant. But then there's other people too who, who go too big and they'll go too broke as well. So especially now you got people buying properties, A-class properties at market value uh, in the hottest market with a prayer that it hopes that it goes up. And if it goes up, great. But if it doesn't, interest rates, right? It's going to increase at least four basis points this year, maybe even five, mm -hmm. as much as eight over the next you know, two to four years, maybe five years. So now whoever's going to buy those assets, if you bought it at market value, that's not going to make sense for them. And the rents are not going to double in size in that increase. So it's it's a different world that we live in. There's no doubt about that. And so you mentioned, you know, when we were talking, you mentioned you were on a phone call before this with a billionaire. What, I mean, is, is that somebody that mentored that you've worked with as a ment? you know, he mentors oh, I, you? I, 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 have four, I have four billionaire partners. Okay. Um, yeah. So uh, again, and, and the thing with them is, is that, they want you to have the answers. You know what I'm saying? Like there's this notion of people want to go to them, like pick their brain. Can I, can I ask you questions? Can I bounce off? Then why would they want to partner with me? That's mm -hmm. why I have coaches to bounce off my idea. I mean, one of my sure. coaches is worth 800 million. Another one of my coaches is George Ross, who's celebrity apprentice judge. So I've had a lot of coaches in my lifestyle. So I go to them, I ask them all the questions. So when I go to other partners or people that are more successful than me, it makes me look like I'm a genius, right? I mean, yeah. they're, they're, like it's interesting too, because the meeting before, I mean, we're not officially partnering yet. We're about to. We're signing gotcha. documents, but uh, on this one, and it's interesting because my CEO was on, on on the call too, and she was like, "Man, this is tough." But I was like, "They don't need us. Like, he doesn't need me. Like, the the, the company's making a lot of money already. It, they don't need me." So I sure. understand that it's called disparity of power. Like, he's a billionaire. They have to be successful. I'm trying to get in, so I got to play by the rules, right? If it was, by the way, if it was the other way around, I'd be asking the same questions, doing the same questions as they were doing. And so you have to know your role in the food chain, 
right? And, and it's just like the jungle, right? You got the lion and you got all the way down. Some people think we're all equal. <laughs> no, we're not. So that doesn't work that way. Try walking the jungle and tell you're equal. You'll see how quickly it happens. <laughs> yeah. So this is a notion we're not. So there's a disparity of power. And I understood that. And, and I know how to go around it. And uh, we made great progress. And you know, they, you know, but they're always trying to trap me, which I know where they're going because I've seen it because I do it too. So like it's, it, it, and so that's the great part about that is this, there's no really difference between a billionaire. Like to be a billionaire, there's an element of luck. They'll all say the same thing. You have, there's an element of luck. Skill will get you to nine figures, uh, but luck, there's a level of luck, right? Nobody sets out to be like, that's going to be a billionaire because the odds of becoming a billionaire are 0.001%. So they're so low in comparison to that. So there is an element of luck, right? Time, right place. You know, Elon Musk almost went broke. That last yeah. rocket goes up, blows up, you know, SpaceX is dead, right? If Tesla is not able to find that final round of raising or the stock hadn't gone up because they were going to buy out to Google, like there's a lot of luck. Or if their battery, you know, Fisker had made it and their battery did not. So, so you know, you just never know, right? Who knows when you start an app, what's going to hit, what's not going to hit, right? So you just don't know, right? Who knew if Uber was going to be successful? People like, you just don't know. Like you just do what you do. And you put your head down and you hope it all works. While some things seem to happen in the blink of an eye, like volatility and inflation in the markets, other things take time, like building a successful startup or perhaps creating a great piece of art. I'm no artist myself, but it could be foolish not to recognize the existence of art as an asset class. Billionaires have been investing in the art market for centuries, while some of us have been sticking with the classic 60 40 equities, and bonds ratio. But get this, there's finally a way to get access to the investment of the ultra high net worth investor without being one. With the $1 billion fintech startup Masterworks. Using data and technology, Masterworks is democratizing the art market. They've transformed a centuries old asset class so that everyday investors can invest in blue chip pieces from iconic artists like Warhol, Picasso, Banquist to add to their portfolios. And the best part, it only takes a moment to invest in blue chip artwork on their platform. You can get started at masterworks.art, A-R-T, slash, making bank. My listeners get priority access to their latest offerings. Just go to masterworks.art, slash, making bank. See important disclaimers at masterworks.io, slash, disclaimer. One of the things you mentioned um, was George Ross was one of your co business coaches. How has working with coaches taken you from uh, nothing to where you are today? Well, here's the thing too. I mean, I've had coaches. We all need heroes, models, and coaches. And I think coaching is the most important thing because you go to someone that's more successful than you, um, telling you what to do. Do this. Don't say this. No, no, don't do that. And and it's a shortcut, right? And so you can't watch a YouTube video like or how to. That's the problem. People want to think they can read a book. If that was the case, there'd be all millionaires at the library. Or <laughs> yeah. I watch a YouTube video and think I'm going to become successful. It doesn't work that way. But and I was just saying this yesterday. I, I think coaching in a way is kind of dead, and, and I mean dead in a way that there's so many coaches out there. And even though I'm the world's number one wealth and business coach, it doesn't. Even, like I was saying, to, like I don't use it anymore as much because it, it's actually people are like, well, what the hell is that? You know, they like roll their eyes or, you know, so people are more impressed by how many companies I own, which is a lot and how many deals I've done, which is a lot, who I know. And so it's kind of like, it's kind of like coaching does not get the respect. Coaching is kind of like back alley, 
it's dark, it's dingy. While consulting, it's like oh, Accenture and Deloitte, right. and, you know, all those. And but they do the same thing. I mean, they, you know, they do the same thing. Except they just charge by the hour and they build the hell out of it. So it's the same thing. Um, but I don't think you need certification to be a coach. I just think you need results. And there's far too many people who are trying to be coaches who have never done anything. And and I think that's the part of the problem. And as a result, it's just like network marketing. I think network marketing is a great business model in theory. Um, but there's so many people that have ruined it by lying by how much they make or people think it's a pyramid. So And so as a result, people have this tainted view of what it is. So there are people believe in it and people think it's a scam and it's not a scam. And the business model is great. But, you know, and so the, the companies have a good product that offer good value and take care of their people. They've grown. So um, but I think that's that's kind of the problem. People make up their minds and they have this notion, which most people don't change their mind. I mean, a lot of people think network marketing is a scam. They've never tried it. Like, okay, have you ever tried it? Or just anything, right? Or I don't like this person. Okay, have you met them? No, I heard. My friend's wife's third cousin <laughs> met him and didn't like him. You know, so people don't make, um, you know, that we make assumptions based on one source of information. Yeah, no, that's true. I mean, I mean one of the biggest things I think is, you know, you got to be able to research and figure out information on your own than just relying on one yeah, but source. where do you get the information? What, like, what's the source of the information? Right. I always ask people like, okay, you don't like Donald Trump. All right. Why? Oh, he's this. Okay, great. Give me one example of him saying that. Well, I, I, the media, okay. Which media? (laughs) So, but they don't have a point of reference. Right. And that's my problem. It's not about whether you like Trump or not. It's just like, and then there are people like, why do you like Trump? They're like, oh, I, I like that. He did that. He did this. He didn't even do that. So, but if, if you say you like Trump and I, let's say I like Trump, right? Then automatically I like you. But if I actually ask why you like Trump, your reasoning is batshit crazy. And as opposed to someone says, you know what? I don't like Trump because I think he is very petty. This whole back and forth and name calling is immature and not presidential. That is a very fair argument. Right Now, we live in a world like cancel. Shit, we're talking about Trump and people convulsing right now. Trump, like, because that just, you know, you, you, you can't separate, right? Right? And the same people wanted Trump, wanted Joe Biden. And I don't know. It seems to be working out so good so far for a lot of people. I mean, you can't right. say that there's a good job being done. Yeah, the rhetoric has gone down. You know, the animosity boiling over has gone down. But, you know, are we really powerful? Are we moving? You know, as we talk about this, are we going to go to, is Ukraine and Russia going to go to war, right? Sure. I, and that's a big thing, right? That will affect prices. It will affect the economy. It will affect Europe and glass prices. You have gas prices go up to 12 to 15 20 dollars maybe in the uk if it happened and how will america respond right and that's a big thing right if you do nothing then you're weak if you go attack you're going to war it's russia they got nuclear there's a lot of things that happen right oh yeah and then the thing is you know what would trump do would he go in and then just stoke the fire and you know create war or would putin back down like we don't know and that's the problem is that we don't know but i still respect the current president I don't care who it is. I respect who's in power because they are in power and they were elected by the people. And if people have elected Joe Biden, I don't go say he's not my president. That's the fundamental problem. I I do not like someone because of their political party. I look at the individual first and foremost, what their views, what their policies are. And by the way, they're all flip-floppers. They all say one thing and do another thing, right? In, in theory, probably should have a government where there's no parties at all and people have to work together. Maybe nothing would get done. And maybe that's a good part. Because when things are get done, that's when things are changed. But, right. you know, we become a woke cancel culture where everything you say 
Um, there's a lot of people I disagree with, but I don't hate on them and I don't cancel them and I don't <laughs> talk about them. Right. So, you know, take the vaccine, don't take the vaccine, whatever, man. It's just, this is like, I, I think we're just so divided uh, as a nation and it's not going to get any better. It's going to get woker. So smart people will listen to your shows and we'll stick together. And then all the other ones then we'll have, by the way, they don't trust the government, but man, when they need a stimulus check, they, they, they trust the government. So it's a double standard. And by the way, as entrepreneurs, we have to deal with all that. And that's the reality of the world. So I've actually become desensitized to this. Um, and I love entrepreneurs, people like listening to your show because we get each other, right? We get each other. Yeah, for so, sure. And we're, we're, we're crazy in a way, right? We, we don't want a job. We don't want security. We're willing to put it all on the line. And those who are crazy enough to change the world are usually the ones who do. And that's what Steve Jobs said. And that's why we're here. So. Well, awesome. So, I mean, as entrepreneurs, you're an entrepreneur, you've, you're built, I don't know, what, 50 plus companies. Um, what has been some of the big things that is, that you've done to get, you know, grow that many companies? Well, <laughs> first of all, a lot of people one, here have one. So <laughs> I mean, listen, I think having coaches and stuff, the interesting thing is for a long time, I would offer free coaching. I'll do it once in a while. I'm the highest paid business coach in the world, but a lot of times I'll do it for free. And like 18% of the people would show up. So you'd say about hundred people sign up for free coaching, 18 would show up, maybe, mm. maybe like it's crazy. Right. And, and so, <laughs> yeah. and, and, and then you have clients that are like, why are sent, you know, and they'll, they'll show up because when people don't pay, they don't appreciate, which is the big problem right now. People make a, a, a reservation at a, a restaurant. They don't show. Well, you know what? That affects the restaurant. Mm, yeah. Right. Because, because what happens when you say a reservation and you show up, your table's not ready. Next thing you know, you're like online, like dear everyone, they're horrible, but you know what? Maybe we should review the crappy customers who don't show. <laughs> right. I agree. And how many people are, because as entrepreneurs, it, it affects our business. If people don't show now, people will be like, yeah, 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 we should. And they're the exact same people who don't, who know show. Right. I have a group called the founders. People go to jtfox2xfounders.com. There's billionaires every week that get there. We have, uh, you know, high, nine figures, eight figures, seven figures, some six figures, 60 plus countries. We get together. We share knowledge. We share deals. We get insights. We build relationships. And my attendance of high net worth people is like 98%, 99%. And I let people uh, attend, be able to watch once for free just to, to check it out to see if we think they're a good fit because we're there to build some relationships with people, no matter what the net worth is, right? Sure. We look for great people. Same thing, 18%, 17% show up rate. So here you are, you have billionaires there, right? Like one time we had five billionaires talking all at the same time and we're all interacting. And then you got someone building their business and they're too busy. Excuses. Excuses are nothing more than a reason to lose. So yeah. That's how I feel about it. So the, 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 the thing, uh, so, so one is I always reverse engineer the process, right? How much money do I want to make? By the way, if you're brand new, you don't think about making millions, right? Start with your first client, your first deal. Then once you have that, then 100,000, okay? And then once you get to 100,000, by the way, you work your way to 100,000. You bust your butt. Anybody here can make 100,000 by outworking anyone. Then you make your 100,000 from a million it's 80% you, 20% your people, which means you got your people to focus on the transactional so you can focus on transformational. Um, most entrepreneurs are busy. You're not busy. You're, you're not because I can run businesses all over the world. You're not. You're busy being busy. You're not doing things that are productive, right? I always say, is this making me money or is this costing me money, right? That's how sure. I take a look at the, at the notion of that. But also, too, you're only as good as your people, which now it's a big problem. Maybe hiring people want to work right now because everybody right. wants more money and nobody wants to work and they want to work less. And then when you get to a million to 10 million, it's 80% your people, 20% you. So you're not going over a million unless you have great people 
that are really kind of driving. And then 10 million to 100 million is about 90% of your people, 10% you. And to become a billionaire, it's 50% your people, um, 1% you, and 49% luck. So that <laughs> kind of gives you the uh, the notion. <laughs> There's that luck piece, huh? <laughs> Give us a just a quick overview so people kind of understand your background that may not know who you yeah, are. I, I came up from Canada, from the United States, uh, over 10 years ago, $974, speech impediment. Everybody said my whole life wouldn't make it. Went down to 34000 One month from my having moved back, I finally figured out, started in real estate, made my first million at 24, second million at 25, 10 million at 28, and then I had a extremely large net worth uh, in my late 30s. And then I'm, I'm, I'm trying to hit the big numbers now. Um, and then when I make it, just give it all away. So couldn't care less, not motivated about money. Doesn't matter. You know, th- there's a certain point where you stop caring about money for me. It was 8 million when I had 8 million in the bank. It didn't affect me by any means. Uh, so now it's always the next deal, the next person, the next relationship. And, uh, you know, to become successful, you have to be uncomfortable and your whole life. People say you would never make it. And I still hear it. I mean, there may be people watching this. I'm like, oh, he's this, he's that. But you know, problems, you're pointing the finger at me. How many fingers are you pointing back at yourself, right? And then what have you done to accomplish? And so we live in a society where we want to find things that are wrong, right? It's like, oh, you're a scam. You're this, you're that. They say that, but they don't know. They, you know, I mean, to them, it's not, you know, it, it's because it makes misery loves company. If they're miserable and they're miserable, you can be miserably happy together. So for me, it just kind of motivates me. You know, I'm kind of desensitized to it all. I just realized the pandemic would be like, I just do what I do. You meet great people like those who are watching or you, and then you move on from there. What are your like uh, top three? Like, what are your core values that drive you every day? Loyalty, loyalty, loyalty. Loyal strength. <laughs> and loyalty. loyalty is not something you say. Loyalty. Always say what you say you're going to do. Like, literally, I had a meeting with a billionaire, and it was going over, and I told him I had to leave. And they're like, "JT, we're in the middle." I'm like, "I gave my word, and I understand the value of your time and what you have here, and you schedule that. It's respect." I'm like, "We'll do it later." He goes, "It's going to be hard to get six of us together." I'm like, "Yes." All right, it's my word. You know what I mean? So I'm not going to say to this guy, just like anyone, a lot of people won't do that. Loyalty is not something you say. It's something you do. And also to stop talking about it, get it done. It was the first business advice I have. Everybody wants to do that. And then here's the thing, follow up and follow through. All the fortune is in the follow up and follow through. Mm-hmm. And then remember, success is not a matter of chance. It's a matter of choice. So uh, it, you know, when you want it bad enough, you will do whatever it takes. Awesome. Um, and where can people get more information about what you have going on? Uh, they go to my Instagram, send me a message, and I'd be curious to see what you thought of the interview here on Instagram, JT Fox double X, or you can go to, uh, you know, if you want to find, I love this people, but if I could do business with people or fun deals, I've given over $26 million of my money cash to people that listen to shows or on apps. Um, I'm always investing in people, investing in deals, or, you know, do it together if you're like minded. And I'll introduce you to my network, whoever I know, celebrities, billionaires, go to JT Fox, 2xfounders.com. Um, and hopefully get the opportunity to get to them and make sure they follow me on, uh, Instagram and then TikTok because that's the newest thing. TikTok's the new one. <laughs> yeah. I know our social oh, teams all <laughs> focused on the TikToker. I, know, I, <laughs> I see the little dancing videos every day. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. It, it kills me. What, what's one thing you're like, oh man, I hope is hope Josh was going to ask me this during the interview, but he didn't, Nothing. but I really want to just share this with the I, audience. I, I was going to say, is he going to be on time? Which. I'm a minute late. That's the only thing I was saying. Is he going to be on time? Other than that, there's, I've heard it all. I've been asked all. You're a great guy. You've got a great show. And, uh, you know, I get asked a lot of times for show. I, I say no to 99%. I said yes to you because I love how you inspire your people. I know how you want to make it. Um, so you talk about making bank. I want people to be here. Be the bank. 
That's the difference. Be the so bank. We'll, we'll yes. be the bank. <laughs> Make a bank to being the bank. They right. the big All right, I got to rock. All right, cool, man. Well, awesome. Thanks, Thanks for coming on the show. Guys, be extraordinary. I am Josh Filbert. You were watching Making Bank. We're out. Thank you for listening to Making Bank. If you have enjoyed this episode, please leave a review. And sharing is caring. Follow Josh Felber on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram for more. You can also listen to Making Bank on Amazon Alexa, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and watch on Apple TV, Success Thinkers Network, Amazon Fire, and YouTube.